Yeah. Uh, right. We're recording. I'm confirming. Yeah, yeah. We're recording, right? Yeah. We're recording. <laughs> that happened once. The... Demolition man. Yeah, I gave the the government the okay to record this. That's all good. Okay, good, great. The Phoenix. <laughs> we gave the AI the okay to record this. <laughs> No, I'm 15. Yes, we are back. We are back with a brand new series. Welcome to No, I'm 15 Allcast. Yes, it is me, your boy, Seven Seas. And we kick off a new series. This is the 80s Kids Adventure Series. And we're going to kick it off with a classic from 1985, Explorers. I'm joined by some amazing cats or guests or dogs or people, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, Mr. Risk back on tonight. Go on, everybody. And I think it's been a minute since you've been back on, but the OG's on, y'all. Thanks again, man, for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And uh, before we do anything, I got to dedicate this episode to my pops. I think everyone's mm-hmm. aware uh, he passed away recently, and yeah, rest in peace. I know, Good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, rest in paradise. You know, I, I know I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, not just technology wise, but recording a podcast if it wasn't for him. Like mm-hmm. starting and planting that seed in me with his yeah. love for like CDs and stuff. So it's awesome. You know. But uh, yeah, this episode's for for Don Javier. So there you go. But yeah, man. How how are you guys doing? How was your week so far? What's up? So far, so good, man. Um, nothing crazy happened this week. Um, just work as usual. Um, you know, just trying to get up early and trying to get stuff done early and uh, try to enjoy the, whatever is rest, uh, whatever the rest of summer uh, lies ahead. So that's pretty much it. But nothing crazy, nothing too crazy. Nice. That's good, man. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been same old for me. Uh, I worked Monday, Tuesday. I was off yesterday and today. I was running errands mostly. Freaking in the car for like an hour with the kids today. I feel like forever. <laughs> an hour just, just, oh, just man. Went, went to get some gas and stuff uh buy a couple other things and buy this food come back home had to get something else had to go pick a prescription so it's just a lot man it, it wasn't really <laughs> a lot naturally but it felt like a lot <laughs> we all were like finally we're out of the car <laughs> i'm like yeah um, i feel you man <laughs> oh man but, do you like do you guys when you when you do that um you guys all go in at the same time, or are you go like, hey, do you like divvy it up? Like, okay, I'll go get the prescription, and then you get the food, or something like that. Does that ever happen? Uh, yeah, we do that every once in a while. Uh, but mostly because I'm off, I usually have a couple of days off during the week with my schedule, and so I'm here with the kids. You know, they're on some some break right now still until next week on 16th, counting the days. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm with them a lot. You know, more so than my wife, just because that's just how it works out. But that's it's cool though. You know, yeah. Okay. I went to watch. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I did yesterday. I went to go watch the Meg Two with my son. Uh, oh, watch. so yeah, how, it was fun. How was that? It was fun. I liked it. I feel like the first one, you like the second one. Nothing great, but yeah. it's cool. Had some fun kills. Nice man. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it was just getting back in the swing of things this week. It was my first week back at work, and yeah, yeah, it's just weird to get back into a regular schedule. I was mentioning a couple of people. I was like starting to get used to like. I had this routine where I was like working from home and then working in the office and then working from the hospital. And it just kind of kept like, I was doing that for almost six weeks, you know? So I was like getting used to that. And then, so now, now it's like back to kind of normal-ish, a little more normal routine. So I'm just kind of trying to get used to that again. Um, Okay. But yeah, it's work is always busy. So, and, and the kids two and four year old are big distractions. They're always fighting now (laughs) over everything. It's yeah, happening. It's a, terrible twos, bro. Terrible twos are like in full effect right now. It's like this man like just takes the four year old stuff and throws it at him and doesn't care and just grunts and then he just yeah he's bad. bad man. Yeah, wait till you get to satanic sevens. <laughs> satanic sevens. Oh no, the power of Christ compels you. You pull out the, the Biblia and you start like the holy water. Too, man. <laughs> oh man. Um, nice, man. Well, that's great to hear. Let's uh, run into our first segment, which is our flashback segment. And here we go. Doc, 
I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. The year is 1985. 85. Wow. Six years. Five going on six, something like that. Yeah. What you guys, what you guys got, man? Flashes back uh, 38 years ago. Mm. Jeez. A long time ago, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Break dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead, man. What, 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 what facts you guys got? Uh, I'll uh, let you guys. Continue. saw that Microsoft Windows 1.0 was released that year. 1.0. Yep. Bill Gates was on that, right? Already? Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It had to be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's just typing away. Code line by line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the Handmaid's Tale book came out that year. Wow, I know it was that old. That wow. year? Yeah, I just don't tell it right now. And the Vampire yeah. Lestat by Anne Rice came out that year too. Oh, I remember Anne Rice. Yeah, yeah. Here, I got to play this. This is one of the most popular songs of '85, and probably one of the most popular videos that we all remember as kids uh, from '85. See, oh, you guys, nice. You know what this yeah, is, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah, it's classic. That video, yeah. It's, everybody knows that video. Those keyboards, man. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's, 85. That's, a, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. 85. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I sounded when I stubbed my toe on the treadmill yesterday. I was like, Woo! <laughs> oh that's perfect man that's perfect yearly let's see average cost of a new house in 85 was eighty nine thousand mm. dollars um, wishing back wishing for those days average monthly rent 375 dollars Oof. Uh, Show me the three. <laughs> this is the one for us in particular right now Movie ticket two seventy five. Oh wow, two dollars and seventy five cents. All right, that's insane. Crazy, I remember man. going to the Dunes for like two bucks. You guys remember going to the yeah. Dunes? Yeah, the Dunes. Yeah, yeah. like two dollars yeah. just to get in there. Um, uh, let's see. The price of a ground beef was a dollar thirty nine a pound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gallon of gas a dollar nine. Dollar yeah. nine. I mean, oh, turn back yeah. to those days. Yeah, those. Oof. Long gone. Those are those are days. Yeah, those are history now, man. No, no. Yeah, we no, lucky gonna... to see three dollars again. <laughs> we're we're heading right. towards the uh, the double dragon days, even where we're gonna be running cars on uh, steam or some <laughs> shit, <laughs> garbage. <Double dragon. laughs> In that movie, Compost? man. I don't know how the cars the cars yeah, are there you go. Like some form of yeah, some no, form man. of uh, garbage. I don't know what it is. It's not even electric. They're like running on trash. Yeah, brand appeals. Oh man. I got a few like, here. Go ahead. The plastic thingy that saves hot pizza from the top of the box was invented by Whoa. Carmela Vital. It's called the package shaver, but some people just call package it a pressure shaver. guard. Yeah, which is a kind of a funny name. And some people call it a pressure guard, but I always call it like the little table, right? The little, yeah, the little white table. Too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, it's like a it's mini table. A house. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what, that's how I thought of it too. Yeah. I remember that. Those were meant to like, not let the cheese stick on top, right? Yeah, so that it wouldn't, yeah. um, like the cheese oh, wouldn't stick to the to the top of the box or something. Yeah, and then uh, the Titanic was found 370 miles from Newfoundland. I didn't know that. 1985. Yeah, 85, huh? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ferris Bueller's actual day off was June 5th, 1985, pinpointed by June. the date of, by the data from Braves versus Cubs game he attended. Oh, okay. Oh, man. That's like a day. That should be a holiday then, right? I think. I wonder if it is. I think some there are some I mean, cities that actually. Is Chicago that actually like like kind of puts it, it on should there? should be. On their it Instagram, should be, damn, like some like, Instagram account or something like that. Skip work, skip school day or something. Yeah. I read this <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy. It says here that Robert Downey Jr. was on Saturday Night Live as a full-time cast member for one season in 1985. Well, yeah, you, yeah. I, I feel like I that. vaguely remember. I don't that. remember that at all. I don't remember seeing him, but I remember I read about that. Like, I feel like it's sometime in the last five years. I was like, I had no idea. Wow, I was a wee little lad. I was only three years old at the time, so I wouldn't even be watching that stuff. 
That's uh, I think, yeah, Michael Jordan was rookie of the year that year. So there you go, Nike, and that movie Air. Uh, they banked on. Still gonna watch it, man. Oh, it's, it's really good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, it's right here. Uh, let's see. Oh, look, uh, th- this one you'll like this one, Caesar. It says okay. there's an official Goonies Day every year on June 7th in Astoria, Oregon. The majority oh, of the film Goonies was filmed in Astoria, and June 7th is the day the movie was released in 1985. Was it really? I thought it was released in 87. Oh, it says here 85. Might have to do a little uh suggestion box. No, you know, you know what? I think you're right. Get your web soothing on. It is, <laughs> yeah. yeah it- it was released. Uh, yeah, you're ask, right, man. Ask Jeeves. Pull up Ask Jeeves. <laughs> I don't know why I always think it was 87. Because I always feel like Explorers came out. Oh, no, it came out a month later. Yeah, it came out a month a month and a week later. Wow. So, the, yeah, Goonies came out and then Explorers came out, which is what we're talking about tonight. So The Explorers. That was, that, was, that was a summer for kids, man. Sounds like it, yeah. I think Back to the Future came out that year too, right? 85, yeah. Dude, yeah, so like man. nine days prior or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Golden age, golden summer for movies right there. Yeah. Yeah, that color purple, cocoon. Oh, shout out to my pops on that. He loved that movie. Uh Breakfast Club 85. Desperately seeking Susan. Probably a movie that doesn't get oh, wow. but uh that's a pretty popular Madonna flick, right? Yeah, I've not seen that one. Let's see. Stephen Wright was a funny guy. Stephen Wright's hilarious. If you haven't <laughs> uh, seen a stand-up. Late night host Johnny Carson. Late night. Uh, the other one was David Letterman. And let's see. I'm looking for the scandal of '85. What was the scandal? Mm. Mm. Scandals in '85. Kind of a kind of a big one. The space shuttle Challenger on the mission in '85 carried eight people into space from launch to landing making it a record for the largest crew flown on a single mission. I don't know how that's a scandal, but it's listed as a scandal. Right. I don't know why. And they're getting mixed uh, up with the original seems, flight or something. I don't know. Seems more like a success to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Project yeah. Kansas is uh, the one. Did, did you, were you going to say that one, April? No, I was saying it's not a scandal either. I just thought that Super Mario Brothers was so wildly popular in Japan that the best-selling book that year was a strategy guide for Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's insane, dude. That strategy year? guide. Yeah. What? In nineteen eighty five in Japan, the strategy guide for Marvel Brothers one was the best selling book. That's so funny. How oh, do you man. get at, all the way to the top of the blue level? <laughs> Billion dollar movie in in uh twenty twenty three. That's wild. Yeah, so Project Kansas secretly tested a new formula for Coca Cola that became new Coke. The old Coke was gone. New Coke sold poorly for three months. Yeah, I was going to say that didn't last oh, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, ABC's Peter Jennings interrupted General Hospital broadcast to announce the return of Coke Classic. That's how big of a deal it was. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Coke is back. So That's crazy, It is. It is. I wonder if, um, if like, the actual, like, public relations for coca-cola was like you know what we should do we just we should just like tell peter jennings that we're back because like that's 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 such a thing where i, I it would be hard to you know what i mean that, that's such a market yeah, at thing. that time i guess yeah that's a big, yeah, big thing time. Time, right who knows um this is a big one too and i don't think a lot of people might know this and i don't know if a lot of people have even seen this movie it's a great movie if you haven't seen it but 1985 young sherlock holmes came out that's uh, a chris columbus movie it was the first feature film to have a completely CGI character. And if you ever watch that movie, it's pretty badass. It's a scene where the knight emerges from the stained glass window. The effect was created by Pixar's John Lasseter, who was working at Lucasfilm at the time. So it's a, it's a good one. That's cool. Yeah. You, if you haven't seen it, man, it's definitely <clears throat> worth a watch. It's a good movie. Uh, young Sherlock Holmes. All right. Run to the wheel names in the 30 second challenge. Oh, man. Forgot about this. <laughs> Here we go. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names. Okay. Okay. So, let me share the screen here. And in, in the honor of fairness, since I did the wheel the last three weeks, won the show. Uh, I figured I might as well give someone else a chance to do it. 
<laughs> so the options are <laughs> Oscar or Caesar's choice. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Whenever you guys are ready, cool. let me know. Choice. <laughs> it's choice. I'll I can, it, let me know. I can venue some money real quick. Find <laughs> <laughs> my way out of this. All right. Whenever someone wants me to spin it, I'll spin it. And spin it. Just, just go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, that's right. It was. I think Yay. it's bound. You know. Yeah, I think it's about time. It's been. I can't remember. It's been a while, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. All right. Do you, do you still have the uh, the statistics on like how many each person has done? I think uh, at one I have point. Last, uh, yeah, I have last seasons. Last yeah. season. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. This season's cool. still compiling, so. Got it. Uh, I think you were like number three in last season. Okay, okay. Because, but yeah, man. Well, whenever you're ready. <laughs> uh, thirty Ephraim seconds. Even will give you thirty, <laughs> 30 seconds. Uh, three, two, one, and then uh, you get thirty seconds to tell everyone about Explorers. All right, sounds good. Let's let her rip. Three, two, one. All right, 1985's The Explorers is about a group of friends. Uh, ben has this uh, strange dreams at night. He watches a lot of sci-fi movies, and then he's like dreaming that he's in the clouds. And he's like like flying over these circuit boards. Then he wakes up, draws draws like what he sees, hands it over to his friend uh, Wolfgang, who happens to be a scientist. And then he like builds this machine, which then creates this bubble, which allows him to basically like. Um, they notice it travels real fast, and then basically they uh, they they do a lot of stuff in space. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the time. I'm like, ah, it took way too long. <laughs> oh man, I got through like the first ten minutes of the movie. That's yeah, that was <laughs> that was <laughs> that's the ones that we like to hear. Yeah, the uh, ones where you don't even get like halfway through the plot. That's awesome. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Keep <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the whole. You know what that. And to be fair, I feel like we never really mentioned this, but I feel like the 30 second <clears throat> challenge, if you were able to make it all the way through, like you're cheating, like you have a cheat sheet. If you're able to like get into the first couple minutes of the movie, yeah. I think that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the episode and kind of tells oh, yeah. you what, what you're in store for. Um, and it kind of gets you into the mood of like thinking, you know, hey, what, what else is this movie about? Which is. Oh, yeah. What you said, man. Um, Like. 1985 rolls around like i got the goonies poster behind me i could easily have an explorer's poster behind me as well it's i feel like it's a oh. cornerstone film from that era but how did you guys like was this a first watch for you a revisit what, how, how was it this is my first watch oh okay yeah it was a revisit for me but i hadn't seen it in like i no joke probably since i was a kid Dang. like i remember bits and pieces Oof, and, yeah no. yeah this is it uh, didn't hold up for me. <laughs> oh man. This is a uh, well, yeah. I mean, it is old. It is one I'll say real quick, just it was one of those movies that in my house was on rotation, dude. It was like yeah, I feel like it was always on TV too. Like for some reason. Uh, it was like okay. something that you could catch all the time. But Oscar, what'd you think, man? Never seen it before. Yeah, first time watching it. Uh I thought it was great to see Ethan Hawk and is it River River Phoenix? Um, yeah just play so young you know there i think that was ethan hawk's like introduction to to, to like yeah i think career. ethan hawk and river phoenix was both of them yeah, yeah, the first yeah. One. so it was it was cool to see that because uh, i'm a big fan of stand by me so um great just, yeah so um but first first watch through i was like okay um definitely has a tone of like the uh adventure of sci-fi and like the kids adventure uh, at times it was it kind of gave me like this uh, never ending never ending story kind of vibe with this kind of mm. fantasy element as well um and then like i thought the friend i think the wolfgang is probably like my favorite character because he's just so he's so matter of fact uh he's he's so much more mature than the rest of the than the other two mm. friends um but but it just lends for like comedy because he's like matter of fact and he'd be like hey like you know you're, you're kind of annoying me right now or um but ethan has like this uh uh i think what's his name brent uh ben 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 yeah ben yeah. Ben, he has like this very, um, I don't know, like, like a very hopeful, a very hopeful uh, outlook on life. And then mm -hmm. the third kid, he's kind of like a, a loner. Uh, he's not. Uh, yeah, Darren, he's kind of a loner, but he kind of just gets invited into the club, I guess. And uh, so he's kind of like an observer most of the time. But 
Uh, overall, I thought it was, it, you know, the first, I would say the first half of the movie was like really enjoyable. The second half, um, you know, I think once they meet the aliens, it's a, to me, it's a little bit of a letdown. And I think Ben kind of. Yeah, said, that's exactly how I yeah. felt too. Yeah, it's a little bit There's of a, a good letdown. Build up but, and then yeah. Disappointing drop. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like, were they trying to give some sort of like clear message to the audience as to like, you know, mm-hmm. why the mm-hmm. aliens fa- felt the way they did and so forth, mm-hmm. you know, um, but definitely a lot of pop culture references once you meet the aliens. And, and that's a, that's a funny moment. Um, but yeah, I think I think the first half was great. It's it's a lot of adventure setting up and then getting in and then um, the special effects super early. I think uh, Industrial Light and Magic had to take part mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, that's so, cool. cool. So cool stuff. Um, I, I, I'm kind of with Ephraim, though. Like, I think I'm, it doesn't hold up as much as as kind of like the adventure story that I really love, like in The NeverEnding Story. Um, and even um, yep. oh, what's the other one that we saw, Caesar, with the, the kid who like takes uh, the spaceship that calls him? Uh, he, like, Navigator? Goes, yeah. Yeah. Flight was yeah. the Navigator yeah. or Flight, 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 of, the flight of the Navigator? Yeah, like yep. that. Yep. Um, you know, I think I think that has a little bit more of a, a charm to it. This one has this one, though, I think the reason why it probably is um, probably because of the the director, Joe Dante. He's he's done some interesting things. I didn't I didn't realize yeah, it till like yeah. just a little while ago. Like he's done Gremlins. Yeah. Herbs. Uh, he did Gremlins, too. He did Small Soldiers. Um, so he's got some edge to him. So I think I think there was there, there was probably that in there. But uh, but overall, like, you know, good. Not great for me, but good. Yeah. I'll say just real quick, like. You mentioned Joe Dante. This film, it does it, it does feel smaller than those other films, like smaller than Goonies and smaller like than yeah, on the sure. rewatch to me, like than other films of that era. So in that aspect, I can see where you guys say it doesn't kind of hold up anymore. The story's probably not as tight. And I still enjoy it for the nostalgia factor, but I think there's like three legends that helped make this movie. Like Joe Dante, like you said, Oscar did Gremlins, Inner Space, The Burbs. He did The Howling, which is like a classic horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Rob Dean, the special effects master in this movie. He did like Alien. He did The Thing, Total Recall, Robocop. He's like, and then you got Jerry Goldsmith who did the score. He's, dude, that's, dude that guy's been doing movies since like the late 50s, early 60s. He did like Planet of the Apes, The Omen, Alien, uh, Chinatown. He did all those soundtracks. So it's like, I think there is a big group of following to this film, probably because all those guys kind of had a hand in making it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it does still feel smaller, though. And I like when you guys said, like, the first half of the movie, that to me is probably my favorite parts of the movie, them mm-hmm. like developing mm-hmm. their ideas and putting yeah. them together. And just that is feels like what kids would do, like get yeah. stuff from a junkyard and try to put something together. And then the second half of the film, like you're right, it is. Part of it, I almost want to say is like, as kids, there is those expectations that are that are different between those characters, like mm-hmm. between Ben, between Wolfgang and between Darren. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, Ben is so aspirational. He's hopeful. Yeah. He's has these ideas of what it should be like when, right. when it's yes. not like that. Yeah. It's yeah. almost a lesson. Like, you know, Wolfgang's like, hey, man, he was like the more mature one, but he was accepting it for what it was. That's true. Yeah. And the other one was kind of upset, but at the same time, it was, uh, I don't know if anyone ever expected that. Like I know as a kid, I didn't, and I I don't know if you guys did, but the whole them being kids as well Mm -hmm. as aliens, that's the kind of thing that I think throws everyone off when it gets to that moment. And you realize these are just kids. too. too, Yeah. 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 You know, that was, that was a surprising thing too. I was like, Oh, these guys are like alien. These guys are kids, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I definitely forgot that. Yeah, and I enjoyed the first half as well. Like, uh, like Caesar said, it's uh, kind of like reminds us of ourselves as kids, you know, going out, have a group of friends, getting into little trouble or doing little things with each other, you know, projects, stuff like that. And it felt like, yeah, like a, a journey, an adventure. You need to know characters. I, I did like Wolfgang the most, too. Uh, he had a freaking talking mouse. <laughs> but <laughs> His it's a house teenage, was crazy. A teenage scientist was... <laughs> and yeah you know the way that comes together and make a spaceship out of a freaking tilt-a-whirl of all things by the way never uh, let a tilt-a-whirl go downhill on the street (laughs) 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 so i I enjoyed all that yeah i I think you know i was just disappointed most when when they finally uh reached the aliens and stuff and 
I, I remembered a little bit of what the aliens looked like, and I was looking at them now, like, man, those are some not good looking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then just the way the one talked, you know, using pop culture with everything, it was just it was too much for me. I'm like, okay, this is a little mm. cringy for me. This guy, uh, there's moments where he actually spoke and let him know, you know, you guys killed a lot of people, and we know what they would think it was if we were to let them see us and stuff like that. And yeah, I think there's a message behind that. And I was reading that the the film was rushed, like so I'm not sure if he, it was really the ending that the director wanted. I guess he was editing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And uh the company, the movie company, um, I can't remember who was behind it, but they're telling him, Hey, no, let's just get this out. And it was sandwiched between uh Back to the Future and I can't remember what other movie and it didn't do well, you know, in the box office, but yeah, I gained a cult following at home, VHS, DVD and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I didn't. Like, I did enjoy it. Uh, it just wasn't as good as I remember it being. Uh, especially just mostly the last half. You know, I didn't. I didn't hate the movie. It was. It was okay overall. The yeah. actors are great. I like them a lot. The kids. Uh, they thought they did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah. Especially uh, River Phoenix. You know. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was. It's a good timepiece at that time. It is. It does. It does feel like it. But I think that's one thing that probably might be the saving grace of this movie is the cast. There's good actors in it. Uh, yeah, like Dick Miller's in there too. He plays one of the uh, Air Patrol cops. Uh, he's, oh, he's yeah. one of uh, Joe <laughs> Dante's favorites. I'm not glad he <laughs> cracked me up because, uh, you know, there's that one point where he, um, they they encounter the ship up in the air. You know, the kids already figured mm-hmm. out like they're they're in that bubble and they they got the the tro- the total world up in the air and everything. And they come across that character and then he looks very serious and he's like. Man, I swallowed my gum. You know, like he's, yeah. so, he's so serious <laughs> about so that. And then after himself. that, that line like oh, sets the tone for the rest of the film for him because everything he says after that is like, uh, I don't know. I guess it, it's super serious to me. And it was just really funny. Like when he when they land with the other pilot, and because he's the pass the passenger, and the guy's like, "You gonna take? You gonna you gonna get off?" He goes, "Nah, I'm gonna head back." You know, like really yeah. serious. Like he's on mm-hmm. a mission. And it's just and it's really goes, funny to me. It. Yeah, it seems uh, out of place to be honest. It seems it out was, of place. That, it, like the way that whole little storyline. Like, yeah, story it's, ended. it yeah, was it's like a, it didn't need to be there, but it was funny, you know. Yeah, that, and I don't know if if it's like um, if it's supposed to be like a contrast between like the kids, like how playful and how um, you know, they're just kind of completely enwrapped in like this mm-hmm. this adventure. But as you get older. Uh, maybe just kind of become more serious as an adult. I don't know because remember he also says he goes, "Hey, I haven't I haven't had dreams like this since I was a kid." Mm-hmm. So there's kind of insight that that's kind of a, a a kind of like a a plot hole that it's like, wait, you kind of you kind of introduce this idea, but yet you don't you don't kind of close the loop uh, in there, mm-hmm. uh, except for the fact that maybe he just later on when he meets uh, Ben, he doesn't stop him from going to the ship. He just kind of lets yeah, him yeah. go, lets him go. Right, yeah. yeah. You did good, or yeah, yeah. It's uh, like it there's is. a yeah, there's a couple of different things like that. There's also like starting off in the movie when they're going on their way to school, right? And then there's a whole Steve Jackson's gang, like the, the yeah. bully yeah. gang, yeah, that's another mm-hmm. element. Shout out to Bradley Gregg who shows up in there, he's from a uh, like kind of a pop, like a cult classic movie called Class of 1999. He's one mm-hmm. of the members of Steve Jackson's gang, but dude, I was <laughs> I was telling Ephraim because that's like it's kind of another element to the story, but it doesn't really get expounded upon either. When when they're walking to school and you notice that River Phoenix's character, Wolfgang, has some tight pants. <laughs> like, do you remember what, what Steve Jackson did to him? Like, no. When he got to the school? He, uh... Is it the one who ripped his pants? Yeah, he's the one that ripped his pants. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm going home. <laughs> it's, his pants were so tight that he just tugged on him and the whole back part ripped, dude. <laughs> I was like, what oh, an asshole. Man. That part had me dying. I was like, oh my God. Someone did that yeah. to me. I'll be like, and he had all I'm these books. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be yeah. going home too. There's other character actors kind of that show up in there. Like Dick Miller's definitely been known as a character actor for a long time. Like uh James Cromwell shows up in there too. He plays with Gan's dad. Uh, he's looking for the bug bomb the whole time in the house. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The bomb. And then to me, like I know. The alien character played of Whack, played by Robert Pincardo, is kind of over the top because of all the pop culture references. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his character in the fake movie that's playing 
in there. Oh, Star, Killer. Star Killer. Oh my god, uh, it was cool. I want to be. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I think that was probably one of the funniest moments of the film. It's, that's that's when they're at the drive-in, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like reacting to the tilt world crashing. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <I> don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah at one point i'm like wait is he is he breaking the fourth like the fourth, the fourth wall, wall. Fourth yeah. wall yeah. yeah yeah i thought that was like really funny oh man yeah that that character the the name itself star killer <laughs> like yeah. just just that name and then the the funky outfit and then the, the over the top like acting but it, yeah it was some really funny moments <laughs> at that during that scene yeah like <laughs> robert Robert Picardo is like a lot of people probably know him from I think Star Trek. He was like on Star Trek for a long time. Mm, okay. Um, okay. I always remember him from Inner Space. Like he's the face that uh, Martin Short's character's face changes into um, after oh. Dennis Quaid does his little little thing in there. But he's also very famous from The Howling. So he he actually plays like the main werewolf that's like killing people in The Howling. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Yeah, he he's creepy in that movie just because Rob Bottoon again, again, like you yeah. know he did special effects for tons of movies and that is like one that and American Werewolf in London are always like to me neck and neck as far as like werewolf mm. changes, uh, especially for the time. Um, but seeing him change into a werewolf is pretty crazy. But uh, all right, well, what is, what is some of your guys' favorite scenes in there? Probably the scene that you were talking about when you <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, you're like I. I... I died at that one too. It came out of nowhere for me. Like, what the hell? And then the uh, talking mouse. I was like, I like cheese. And then he's talking shit to his dad. I, I thought that was uh, funny. When the uh, when this little sphere tears up the basement, you can hear the mouse saying, "Help! Help! Help! Help!" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. Background. Just say that, that's yeah. a nice little detail. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think one of my favorite scenes is uh, the first time that the bubble goes like uh all out of whack cuz that's all practical effects. You know, mm-hmm. I mean the those the bubble obviously is like CGI, but all the things that are happening in the room, they're all practical effects. There's a, there's yeah. a scene where like the refrigerator like busts open and like things just kind of explode or, you know, break and um you know, it's just really cool to see that now. Uh you know, back then when they really had to set that up. And you begin to think like, you know, how many times did they have to shoot that? Uh, Mm. If something, the timing didn't go off or something didn't just didn't fall right or something fell that caused something else to fall over. So just the whole setup of that room, uh, like I'd be curious to know, like how many times they set that up? Because just just to see all that, the the domino effect of everything that was going on. And then like props to the kiddos to pretend that that bubbles flying around because Mm -hmm. that is before green screens, my friends. And um you know, that's yeah, at least they're being told like what to do. So prop, you know, props to the director who, who was like guiding them through that. But it was pretty believable in my opinion from from like their reactions and um and yeah, just the so that that scene and I think the uh obviously the the driving scene was really funny to me. Um that was a fun scene. Yeah. Star killer. Yeah, Star Killer. Uh I'm trying to remember if there was something else. You're in front of the screen, numb nuts. Didn't oh. you say something like that? Darren say that to him. Yeah, he goes. We need to get. We need to like pull back. <laughs> I think one of my favorite scenes early on, like a funny scene, is when uh Ben it like cuts to like when he goes to school, and he he's like getting beat up by like the bully. Oh um, yes, and he's mm-hmm. like, "What? What's elephantitis?" All oh, right, <laughs> I was gonna mention that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought I don't it up. Me stuff that I don't know. I don't know. He goes, "I don't like to be yeah. called stuff. I don't know what it means." <laughs> oh, oh that's my like... gosh, yeah. And then that's when we see like the love interest for for Ben, which I think is great because you know. Why not have another element of yeah. of uh, magic um, in the air? Amanda Peterson. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Peterson. Yeah, but um, can't buy me love. Yeah, so. I always remember her from that too. So, um, yeah, I would say I'd say those are the first first like scenes that come to mind. They're like my favorites. I think cool. you know what, dude. Like, I think that's probably one reason this movie connected with kids back in the day because it's it's like that real adolescent age, right? It's like yeah, he has a crush on this girl. And you got this other kid that's like kind of starting to focus and think about his future. And then you have this other kid's like, yeah, I kind of do everything on my own, you know, because my pops is going through it. He was like going through the junkyard, grabbing stuff and trying to keep stuff going. Yeah. So it's it's interesting in that aspect. But it's like, I think maybe that's why maybe kids from the back in the day connected with it, because it kind of has all those little elements together. And then mm-hmm. there's this fantasy and adventure element, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think. Uh, for me, the one of my favorite scenes is still 
just the montage of them putting the ship together. Yeah, that is just like no, it really always like a montage. Yeah, yeah, it just really connects with being a child and like seeing the imagination work of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna do this with all this junk. It's just yeah, I should put hinges yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah, the <Yeah>. hinges, <laughs> the washer doors. Like I, I, I was trying to like, like now as an adult, I'm like trying to pay attention to that stuff. Like, what would you have done differently? Um, how does a top of a chest work as a roof? For a ship, I was like, "How did they get the oxygen running inside of here?" Uh, I was thinking all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, but as a kid, there's, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of, and I love how they put like the little NASA seal in there, as if yeah. on the back. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, hey, we're 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 just like these guys, you know. Um, the montage yeah, is funny. Be, the montage is funny because like the at one point I think uh, Ben like starts to use the the drill and like yeah, Wolfgang is like through. right in front. Oh yeah, he almost <laughs> yeah. got he's like, he's like, hey, like you need to stop this because I'm like right here. Uh and I love how they use like I think there's like uh one of the doors is like a a, fr- a door to like the to like a washing machine or like yeah. a dryer. So wash yeah. 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 It just reminded me when I was uh because when I was younger my mom she would she would take uh, me to the laundromat and um yeah I was I was so little at that time where I would I would need a chair to be propped up to play Pac-Man. Uh, so oh, nice. I would I would play. She'd give me quarters, and then she'd like you know wash and dry and everything, and she'd just like check up on me. But I would that was that's like my biggest memory of um of, of when I was cool, younger. Man. It was like just that being cool. being at the laundromat and playing like Pac Man. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of like the 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 washer, like the the, the door, the door. To yeah. The, so I was like, oh, I remember that big bubble. The uh, there was like yeah, a the TV big bubble screen door. in the front too. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, which screen? Yeah. There was like a TV screen in the front. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, garbage can, and then it was just sealed because of that sphere uh, that they were able to exactly create and Magic defy the laws of physics <laughs> and on Earth. Although you know what's really interesting about um, the the little spacecraft is that at one point you see it like straight on, and I think later on you get to see it even in a much better light. I think this is after they go into space and they come back and i think ben sees it like in a dream it's a very it's a very iconic ship in my opinion like it's a very bold looking design it's symmetrical at it one is. point it but is. it yep. it made me think about the fact that cuz uh, Ephraim brought it up earlier this movie was rushed uh if you know if you go on the wikipedia page joe dante says like this isn't the movie that i wanted to release this is the movie that i was told to to stop to stop right. editing and to pre- pretty much put out so you begin to think i think there's like over an hour almost an hour and a half of footage left out that joe dante did not get to yeah so the way that i see it is um you know it's interesting to to know that where this when this was released among the other big blockbusters and give us the dante cut yeah give us the yeah dude i want the dante cut and then on top of that, you begin to see like the DeLorean was such an icon, has still such an iconic. Uh, yeah. And it so is. and so you begin to think like if if this film could have been completed, could the uh, the little spaceship been just as iconic? Um, like I saw it, and like if McFarlane Toys or like Neck, what is it, NECA, like would release yeah. that little ship, I'd buy yeah. it because it's uh, so it, it's it just is really it is. really well designed. It's got like the thunderbolts on both sides on the mm-hmm. wings. Thunder it's just a really road, bold man. design. Yeah, it's, I thought it was like, in my opinion, whoever put that together, that was like you can tell they really enjoyed. Um, creative. Yeah, very creative and just putting it together. Yeah, I think that's one of the um, one of the interesting facts is like all the Easter eggs in the movie because Joe Dante is a big fan of Easter eggs. So like, like the references to pop culture is like, there's a rosebud sled that's referencing like Orson Welles, Citizen Kane. You see it in the in like the junkyard scene. I think uh, sure. there's they decided to name the shape Thunder Road, which is after the Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, um, yeah. The helicopter pilot has a copy of uh, the Devana County Gazette. Gazette which is a headline that reads in Kingston Falls Riot. There's references to the location where the gremlins wreaked havoc in the, in the city. So like, oh, I guess they really? talk about the Yeah. They talk about what happened in that town. Huh? Okay. Kind of like a little shared universe. Uh, Easter right. there. Cause you got moving on the background. And I've seen the, the alien ship. As I saw it's the like red dwarf. It does. It totally <laughs> does, man. It totally does. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that show. Uh, <laughs> Oscar, it's pretty funny. No, yeah, I, it's really I'm, funny. I'm not, you should not. 
you you probably like it if you catch a couple episodes. Yeah, uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty... a British show called Red Dwarf and takes place in space. It's it's pretty hilarious. Okay, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of funny stuff we could talk about with that. But no, I agree with you, man. That shit to me is iconic in my childhood. It, it's right up there with like you know the DeLorean, uh, Dukes of Hazard, you know General Lee. Like those are vehicles that I like equate to that time. You know, Kit from Knight Rider, yeah. Airwolf, like all those. Like kind of iconic things that you remember from the 80s. Like this is one of them that stands out too. Because it was like a working ship that kids put together uh, to go Mm -hmm. to space. What did you guys think about the dream sequences? I thought it was funny. Like what the aliens were communicating with them through the dreams or something like that. Mm -hmm. The girl at the end then had the same dream as well, right? Yeah. (laughs) Flying it together in the dream and stuff. Yeah. First dream he had, like right in the beginning with like the intro. I was like, like they're trying to kind of be very Tron esque. Yeah, I was thinking that. the same thing. I was like, Me too. This, this feels a lot like Tron right now. Same. Yeah. Definitely felt like the same effects too. So that that definitely looked like some computer generated uh, <clears throat> effects. Probably one of the first times too in film. Probably, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, very early, very early CGI stuff, like slow Big moving. Time. You could tell they mm-hmm. only had like one flying piece because that's all it could handle a render, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like we can only have one flying piece. That's it. Uh, so choose wisely. Yeah, I thought right. I thought the dream scenes were. Uh, the, I, I mean, I think you're right, Caesar. I didn't I didn't notice it until actually like I I actually got the opportunity to run it through like a, almost a second time. But mm-hmm. the intro, the first opening scene, that score to that first op- that dream, it's so it's almost eerie, but it's also like it kind of like it it's the start of a journey. It's the start of an adventure. Mm-hmm. um and then um so yeah i think i think they're they're like mysterious um obviously they're very abstract because you're like you're, you're looking at you're like what is this you're like what are you looking yeah. at you know and also too it's it's early cgi stuff and you know it's everything's very uh doesn't have a lot of depth to it you know to some degree but or texture high-res texture so it doesn't there's not a lot of detail in it uh so yeah it does look like you're inside of a computer for for a moment yeah um, yeah but yeah, nothing too crazy, I think. I mean, I haven't really interpreted them in any way. Just the fact that, oh, they're just ways of communicating from one one species to another, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because you also see that on the ship when Darren sits down, right? He gets to like an area, like they're exploring the ship separately and he sits down and it kind of runs through his mind and he sees those dreams. So it's almost like they were generated and then like kind of forced into the kids somehow. Oh, so it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the, the, the blue waves or whatever. Or yeah, streams. that's true. Yeah, I I caught that. I'm like, wait, what is that? You know. And then mm-hmm. um, Ben's like, looks like you were in a trance. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like I I do like how this movie is is kind of packaged like a oh a kid adventure film like we can go in space. But because it's Joe Dante, I'm like, there's some subtle stuff in here. There is. That I think there it's is. overlooked. Uh, if you don't kind of stop and be like, because there's a very subtle detail detail there. Um, just that l- line looks like you're in a trance, and you're like, oh wait a second, are these dreams being delivered? You know, um, mm-hmm. and just and you know, it, and that also makes me think that you know the aliens are like, oh, you know, we love you so much. You know, we're like, we want to get to know you, we want to get close to you, but in reality, like to some degree, they're kind of if if they are putting us in a trance and putting them in a trance, that is a form of attack in a way. Um, right yeah that's true you know and so because at, at certain points you know out of the corner if you were looking at the aliens out of the corner of your eye they kind of look like uh what is it the clowns from outer space like very clowns, very yeah. yeah the killer yeah, clowns from outer little, space like a little bit there. just because of the the, rub, yeah. the rotundness around yes, the gut yeah. area you know but, <laughs> that part cracks me up when the dad slaps <laughs> his stomach boom yeah oh that was funny the dad the cracks me up man yeah <laughs> and he's pointing at him like yeah he's like scolding him and everything so uh but uh, no I, 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 right away there's some interesting That's things happening there with the dreams yeah i think um like I, i'll say not completely related to the dreams but we're kind of kind of going into what the aliens um we haven't talked about them too much but like what cracked me up was when whack is like he's no longer kind of quoting stuff he's not like quoting pop culture but he's like when he tells him uh you think you think I must look weird to you, but how do you think you look to me? And then he tells him, uh, he's like, listen, I watched 
four episodes of Lassie before I figured out why the little hairy kid never spoke. That that was funny. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> like, about that. That was a funny ass line. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he rolled over for sure, but th- that's fine. But I, I don't think he deserved a series. Deserved that. a series, right? <laughs> that was pretty good. But yeah, that that kind of underlines to me the narrative in this story. Like at the end of it, it's. Uh, and there's also an old movie from the 50s. Uh, I think the island Earth is playing in the background once like Ben falls asleep and he's watching in his room. It's like an interesting narrative of like, why would aliens want to visit us when they see how fellow man treats each other? Which is kind of mm-hmm. like uh, what he ends up telling him. You know, he's like, all you guys do is like tear each other down. Like and then they put like the movies in the background and Ben tries to tell him, right. no, we're we're not like that. Well, not all of us are like that, you know, which is interesting, like. It makes you think there was another. There's definitely a bigger story that was cut down, like you said, Oscar, because there, there there had to be a lot more stuff uh, involved. Yeah, I feel like there could have been more. I said that, and it was did feel very rushed. Yeah, it's it's too bad um, we didn't get to really dive into. I mean, I wonder if because I think uh, Joe Dante says he didn't like the third act. You know, he thought mm-hmm. the third act didn't, didn't like execute as well as he yep. wanted it to. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be, you know, curious to see like what, what would be different about that part. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that's when you realize, oh, like those aliens are kids and they're, they're curious about like the humans. Um, and then there is a little bit of a, I guess like a moral message there. Like, Hey, you know, like if someone were observing us, they'd be like, you guys just like, you guys treat, you guys would kill us. You guys, yeah. You guys, yeah. yeah you guys just like create wars and, and like want to kill want to blow up stuff. Um, which is interesting because like at the first one of the first things you see after the I think after the dream is um like at the shot of the TV and then the worlds yeah and yeah. so all you and all you're seeing are the spaceships actually like attacking Earth yeah um so I mean you know making that connection with the whole like where the dreams like you know sent and you know because the dreams were sent intentionally you begin mm-hmm. to think like hey you know is that is that kind of a, a form of attack as well who knows. But that yeah, or because he also says like it you because you're special, you know that's why we chose you because we thought yeah that's true yeah he does say that you're special and stuff. Cause... Maybe he's like you're special because you're just so naive, Ben. You just <laughs> you're, perfect. you're the perfect specimen for us to take advantage of. <laughs> it's be last time you see us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next time you see us. Uh... Y'all come back now. You here? Uh, I used yeah, to that yeah. That's because of because of this movie, dude. He used to say that shit. Like, oh man, that was that was. Uh... Yeah, I think all the the pop culture references were sometimes were. I think you're right, Ethan. At first, I was like, wait, what's going on here? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then finally, you realize, oh, like they've been just completely influenced by like everything we put out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you realize, I I guess they're so fascinated by it. You know, like I guess I they guess are. This, these yeah. aliens don't have any uh, any um, cable TV on their planets, I guess. You know, like, how, do they, how do they stay entertained? <laughs> yeah, I think there is a reference to like how it's like you guys are so lucky you're from somewhere so cool, uh, is what the aliens tell them. And then Ben's like, "What Earth?" Like he's like, yeah. "Whatever," you know. You say so. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. So it just yeah, it makes you think like. They're also almost saying like you guys have something great and you guys need to appreciate it, but I don't think you guys do. So who knows? Um, nice man. Well, I agree. I agree. Let me uh, let me bring us back to the future real quick. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right, 38 years later, will this story still work if it was remade? I think it could. Just got to flush out the that third act. <laughs> well, I mean, um, this like if we were to recreate, you're saying if, like, if we were to recreate this entire story the same? I think it would. I think it would. And I think it's just because this the approach that the alien or, you know, the way that the, they decided to approach the aliens and how they spoke to the kids and telling them like, Hey, like, you know, if we were to come down to earth, you, you would kill us, you know, pretty much. And I love how they show, like they do the montage of all like the uh, old sci-fi films and like the, mm-hmm. there's the army shooting, like pointing their weapons at, you know, these, 
these aliens, these life forms, and then they, they kill them and, and shoot yeah. them. And so, and I think, I think it, I think, you know, now there's a lot of, there's a lot of movies that definitely try to, uh, you know, try to send a, a deeper message, whether subtly or kind of like in your face. Uh, the last thing that, that I, that I saw that really was after watching it for so many hours, like, man, this movie's long. And then decided to give me that was Sphere, James Cameron's. I think it was James. Is it James Cameron who did Sphere? Is it Sphere? Or no, The Abyss. The Abyss. The Abyss. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And I saw the, the director's cut. I saw the director's <laughs> cut. That bad boy. Um, nice. So yeah. So it, it kind of felt like that for like a little bit. Not not too mm-hmm. preachy, I guess, but enough to be like, okay, I, I see what they're doing here, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's also good too. I think like you mentioned Caesar too, to say that oh. Um, you know, should you be, could you be more grateful for like where you are right now? Um, so yeah, I think, I think this movie could be remade. Um, I'm thinking of another movie, uh, that was kind of, kind of like this. They time traveled and, but it was like a bunch of teenagers. It mm-hmm. was like, came out in 2016. Uh, oh, I just recently uh, saw it. I'm trying to project remember. Almanac. Yes. Yes. Project yeah. Almanac. Yeah, and that's like, bad. that was the one movie I'm like, okay, that, that, that movie would be like this, but a lot way more dramatic because mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought was really cool about uh, the kids in, in the explorers is they weren't angry. You know what I mean? Like they were not, no, they actually really weren't. They were like, you know, they were kids, you know, yeah. They, they were just curious about, yeah, they were, yeah, they were curious. Yeah. I, I obviously Darren, he had a little bit, you could tell he had a rougher, like, you know, uh, childhood oh, home and stuff. Cause he didn't want to go home at times. And, you know, cause of his dad and stepmom or the, the girlfriend, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There was just something, something very um, disarming about the kids. You know, it was like very, like very cool to see. I feel like mm-hmm. nowadays, I mean, maybe, I guess, maybe it's a, a response to like our current, you know, society or culture in general. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like a lot of characters are just there's a lot, of, there's a lot of anger in, in, in a lot of the characters that are being created. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I think it would be ripe for a legacy sequel. Like, let's say someone finds that ship, right? Yeah. And, and oh. the dreams start to get sent down to a new set of kids or something like that. That might work. I also know, um, I think back in 2018, there was a, like, I think they greenlit, like, a, a series order for the Explorers for Paramount. Like, they were going to make a TV show. Really? So, I, yeah, I don't know if whatever happened with it. I think it's, like, five years ago now. So, yeah. I don't right. know. Maybe it didn't go through, but that was, that was the thing that was being worked on. I think Kerry Fukunaga, who uh, I think he did a couple episodes of Mandalorian. He did True Detective. I think he was going to be, like, the showrunner. So, I don't know. I think it's it's right, man. I think it's a, something that There's a lot of elements that can, that can work. Yeah. A good, uh, good starting point. When I try to think about movies that are like this, like movies that are modern uh, movies, there's only one that I kind of think it's kind of similar. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but I think it's called like Earth to Echo. It's a kid's movie, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very similar. It's like these kids start getting and it's obviously more modern because these kids start getting like messages on their cell phones and they're trying to figure out where they're coming from. And then they end up kind of like finding the messages are coming from like a little robotic alien that needs to get home. And they have to uh, try to get him back home. So it's it's not like one for one, same story, but it's a similar element. There's like three kids um, and they're trying to do this uh, on their own. So kind of reminds me of that. Is there any modern movies that you guys would think that are kind of like this? Mm, I can't think of any at the moment. No, I mean, I, I think earlier I just mentioned that Project Almanac, just that whole time travel mm-hmm. aspect, you know, Um but I mean that's obviously more time travel, it's not space travel. But um, yeah, that's for some reason remind me of that. It, I think it was just a the group the group adventure type of thing that was yeah that was happening. Definitely, man. Nice. All right. Well, here comes a big question, gentlemen. Uh, would you guys recommend this movie to people? I say watch it for the cast. You know, it's got a good cast. Um, just know that in the end, it can be a little much like that last 15, 20 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, everything else is rather enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with Ephraim. I think I'm trying to, I mean, if I want to give a clear answer, oh, man, 
it's tough. Like I almost want to be like, yeah, just watch like the first half. But I mean, you know, you you're gonna be curious. I, oh, I mean, right, I was right. curious. So I, I would say yes. I'd say go ahead and just like jump in and see what you think. I think, like I said, the practical effects, um, you know, the <laughs> the costume, the costume designs, you know, the the practical everything that was like done by hand, you know, like whether it was like the the room blowing up or whatever um up to the the costumes is like it's pretty cool to walk pretty cool to see now uh in comparison to what we're what we're used to nowadays but I, I i'm gonna go ahead and say yes and if and if you don't if you come back to me yelling at me i'm like well hey what are you gonna do you know right yeah uh nice man i i would say this is definitely one of those films as as a, on a revisit i would say watch it with your kids but don't watch it for yourself like your kids yeah. might enjoy it that's you know, a it's, great it's, way it's, to put it you know, I think it's it is more geared towards kids. I would show my kids this movie. Like, I don't think it's it's something that I would worry about. Like, oh, there's bad stuff in here. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I see it. The, so that in that aspect, I think the adventure part still stands up for kids. I think they mm-hmm. might enjoy it. They might get wigged out and see some of this practical effects. Like Oscar said that you don't see anymore. But as an adult, it, it is a little harder to watch uh, and stay engaged mm-hmm. because of like the, you could feel it. You can feel like the moments that are rushed uh, with the story. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's, there's, there's plot holes and there's little things that disconnect. Like you definitely feel it. Like Dick Miller's character. That's one of the biggest ones. Like, I guess the main thing that Joe Dante wanted to get across with that character was that he kind of has a psychic link with these kids. Cause he felt like they did when he was young, mm-hmm. but you don't get any of that in the movie. No, so don't. that means like, there's a lot of stuff going on that we never really mm-hmm. got. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a kid, you don't pick up on that stuff. As an adult, you definitely do. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I think that's that's where I would put it. I would put it something good to watch with the kids uh, mm-hmm. if you want to get them into sci-fi, and it's not like super violent or gonna make you think, uh, "Why did I show my kids this?" Definitely check it out with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as an adult, you might get mad at us. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, y'all come back now. You here? That's uh, that's my quote. <laughs> Y'all come back now. You hear? Uh, but uh, nice man. Well, thank you guys for being on this episode with me. And uh, yeah, all month long we got some classics, man. We got this. We got Back to the Future. Uh, got Karate Kid, and we got uh, Monster Squad. So sweet, uh, in depth. So should be fun, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for having us on, man. Appreciate it. So nice time. Yeah, and that does it for this one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Noir 15 Allcast. Thank you to my man, the OG, for coming on. Thank you to my man, Risk, for coming on. And tune in all month long as we have some classic kid movies coming at you from the 80s. Next week, we got Back to the Future coming at you, featuring Dan from Casting Views. So that's a good one. And, yeah, for now, it's your boy, 7C, saying peace out, God bless, and leaving you with a track from the year 1985. Peace.